It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Thursday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass on this Thursday, January 5th. Welcome in. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. That's 502-384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Right now, get your free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottle of soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your free breakfast on our friends at Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Indiana's going to play basketball tonight. Yay! Whoa. <sighs> it's been a long time since that Kennesaw State win, 69-55, to in, uh, mi- I would say, mid-December, but I guess officially it was late December. Iowa's lost three in a row, including t- a uh, as a 30-point favorite to Eastern Illinois. Remember that when oh, we yeah. talked about that? Uh, they are without their third-leading scorer, son's co- coach's son, Patrick McCaffrey, who has left the team for uh, mental health issues. Hopefully he'll be uh, okay and back soon. Indiana without uh, Xavier Johnson. If uh, Look, this is just an update because it's been so long. We forget. Xavier Johnson going to miss most of the rest of the regular season. If not all of it. And will Trace Jackson Davis play tonight? He practiced fully on Monday with contact for the first time in a long time. And Mike Woodson, when asked, I love what he does. He protects his players. I don't know. I haven't been to the training room yet. Mike Woodson knows whether he's playing or not. But it's there's still a question mark on whether TJD will play tonight. I think he'll play, by the way. He'll play. Iowa is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite, which means this game does not fall into the system. The system is on fire, Scooter. 4-0 and last night. All four of these home underdogs, unranked, beat outright their ranked visiting opponents last night. And I didn't play any of them. (sighs) After saying on the air that you were going to. Time just got by me. It was it was seven o'clock before I knew it. The most impressive was Providence beating Connecticut, the the latest game on the slate uh, of the system last night, seventy three sixty one. Close your ears, Kentucky fans. You don't want to hear this. Bryce Hopkins twenty seven points and five rebounds for the Providence Friars last night. He I watched a lot of that game. He's a man. He played six minutes a game last season at Kentucky. Transferred to get out of there. Thought Jacob Toppin would play ahead of him. Chris Livingston was probably going to play ahead of him. And he's dropping big numbers for the Friars. Did it again last night. Providence, by the way, is now 13-3. and And certainly we expect them to be ranked in next week's top 25. The other winners on the system, Georgia Tech at home beat Miami outright. NC State at home dismantled Duke outright 84 to 60. Hello. Hello, John Shire. And uh, Georgia over Auburn 76 69. 
uh, at Stegman Coliseum in Athens. I've been there. It is not an impressive venue <laughs> for basketball. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. I think he'll be in studio tomorrow, but let's bring in Ed as uh, his first call of the year. How are you? I'm great. I can't wait to get into the studio tomorrow with all the stuff I got on my mind. you think you can handle it? I got a feeling you're going to let some of it loose right now. <laughs> well, you're right. And uh, I, like you, uh, did watch a lot of basketball last night. Uh, did it not seem to you that the Big East hasn't changed since Louisville was in the Big East? They still beat each, they beat each other to death. And I thought Providence's win over Connecticut was rather impressive. Let me tell you what I watched Monday night. I'm watching the uh, Buffalo-Cincinnati game, and then you had the injury to DeMar Hamlin, and they eventually uh, suspended the game for the evening. So I'm looking for, I'm just flipping around. And I get to ESPNU. And coming on at the exact time I'm flipping it on there is a 30 for 30 entitled Requiem for the Big East. And it was about the old Big East, mainly Georgetown and Syracuse, but they had other, you know, you had Rick Pitino uh, with Providence at the time, uh, Bayheim and Syracuse, John Thompson, Roley Massimino, Louis Carnesecca, they were all interviewed. And it's one of the best 30 for 30s I've ever, ever seen. And when you said they beat each other up, that is an understatement. Uh, there, there should be felony charges against some of the guys in these games because that's the way it was then. And I think you're right. That Big East is getting back to the way it was back then. If you recall the, the year that Louisville uh, – quote, unquote, parentheses, uh, dot, 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 around the, uh, in 2013 when they won the national championship, Louisville at half court, even when they got the tournament, and the next year the rule changed. They had hands below the belt on guys coming. They were knocking them off. Kind of, They met them at half court. Siva and uh, whoever it might be uh, it would meet them at half court and kind of chuck them as they came about across half court. They never got called for that. The, the Rick Pitino's the theory year, has always been they are not going to call every foul. Uh, we're going we're well, to get after it. We're going to bump you and push you until they start calling them because, let's be honest, the referees can't call every foul. There would be guys fouling out in the first 10 minutes of the game. How many times that year in 2013, particularly when they got in the tournament, even in the Big East tournament, they were down big to Syracuse. They were down to, uh, well, just about everybody except the first round in Lexington, they were behind. And somehow, someway, uh, Patino got this team to, that team to play defense, whether it was fair or not, to win. Uh, and, and they were physical. That was a physical. Now, Luke Hancock doesn't look like a physical guy. Yeah. But he was physical, let me tell you. Peyton Siva was a tough physical guy. But anyway. Getting back to that, uh, I couldn't agree with you more uh, about the, the Big East. Now, what the most shocking uh, score last night, obviously, was Duke's meltdown at NC State. Now, NC State, I thought when I watched them against Louisville, I'm going, okay, this is the typical NC State team. They're yeah. a little above average or whatnot. And they just kicked the Jesus out of uh, out of uh, uh, Duke all the way back to, uh, to Durham now. That NC State on that home floor has something 
on Duke. I don't know what it is. It's a ghost of, uh, of, of whoever or whatever. But I tell you what, they got after it, and they flat out just Duke didn't know what hit them. Ed, it was North Carolina. It was, I watched it was, them. Hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. It was 15 to nothing, 20 to 2, 22 to 4, uh, and uh, 24 to 7 at the second media timeout. It was domination. And John Shire did look like Mike Shashevsky. He didn't jump up and down. You know, Shashevsky never jumped up and down. But this is different. And Tony Burke said yesterday, I asked him, what do you think we you know, what do you think about Duke? And we agreed we don't know about John Shire yet. Not sure about John Shire. Because they've got five star players. They do. They still got five star athletes. Boy, they looked bad last night and there was no turning that game around for them. Well, uh, we can segue to uh, Louisville and Syracuse. Yep. And uh, I, and I'll be brief about this. I wrote a column. It's on U of L card game in response to someone that wrote a, a piece opposite me before the uh, the Syracuse game that Kenny Payne was supposedly milking the University of Louisville as being the head coach. He was milking them for all for whatever. And you'll have to read the piece. I can't go into it and be on. You know, I'll take up your whole wire if I do that. We definitely don't want that. No, but we don't. I wrote a piece. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a piece about how I thought Kenny Payne will get it done and he can coach. If you watch closely, and you got to watch real close because this Louisville team is so spastic that anything could happen at any time. Their, their, their leading player, their best player, is might throw in 30, and then again he might throw it in the fifth row 30 times a game. So that, that's one of the problems right there. But people who think, that Kenny Payne, and you saw this, John, this Louisville team at the beginning of the year, they'd have been hard-pressed to, to, to beat a, a, a lower-division junior college team. Lemire Ryan was, was a vet, but they have gotten better. That's all you have to look forward to, and unfortunately, Louisville fans, that's all you got to look forward to this year. Are they going to win a few ACC games? Yeah, I guess they will. You know, but, but Jim Boeheim seems to think I, they will. Well, and I stressed in this, Kenny Payne's next big move or be, big uh, grading is if he can get a four- and five-star guys in here, a couple of them, and turn this thing around or the portal in a hurry. Louisville needs that. They got Jeff. They got Jeff, Now they got Jeff Brom as the football coach. Now everybody can kind of settle down with football. Uh, I, I never heard so many people dislike uh Little football coach that left and went to Cincinnati, uh, Scott Satterfield. They think he was a horrible coach. I don't think he was a horrible coach. He was, he's not a great coach, but I cannot believe all the people. He won, he would, well, he didn't go to the second bowl. He won the first bowl game. And well, anyway, we can get a long Well, they went to a couple bowl games under him. He had a better season this year, I think, than a lot of people thought with the, the win total wise. So, I mean, you know. Um, I don't blame him for leaving because all he heard after every loss was how Jeff Brom should have been brought in as coach. That's all he heard, and he was going to keep hearing it and keep hearing it and keep hearing it. Agreed. And, Agreed. And, and I think Josh Hurd played it beautifully. He wanted more money or more years on his contract. Well, he wanted both, and I think Josh Hurd said, I'll give you one or the other. He said no, and Josh Hurd said, well, okay, then don't let the door hit you in the tail end. We will bring Jeff Brom in. 
Goodbye. Well, the stars for Louisville, the stars align for getting Absolutely. Jeff Brom. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, you've seen the people that he's brought in on his coaching staff, the kids he's brought in uh, Plumley from California to uh, help out uh, with the quarterback situation. I mean, I don't know how good they'll be uh, this coming year. Uh, see, I mean, now uh, I put out something way too early uh, uh, predictions on Louisville, and my good friend Buzz Frank, or our good friend Buzz Frank, uh, commented back to me. I said eight and four this year. I don't have any idea. That's just a guess that they, they might go eight and four. But uh, anyway, it's way too early to talk about football. National championship is, game's is. not even over. That's right. All right, like tell, I said, tell me about North Carolina last night because they played Louisville's next opponent, Wake Forest. Carolina beat them eighty-eight seventy-nine. You said you watched that game. Yes, does uh, uh, North Carolina just not want to play defense? No, they does do Hubert not. Davis? They do not. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, uh, Wake Forest has got that that guard they've got. He's a really a quick. He's a fine player. It's, it's just like North Carolina says, ah, we're not going to guard you. Go right ahead. We'll, we'll just outscore you. Now, when the tournament came around last year, uh, and I didn't study them that much, uh, Carolina, but it seemed, you were Davis did a, did a great job in the tournament last year, getting them to that point. Absolutely. He's got his work cut out for him this year defensively, that's for sure. Uh, North Carolina, last four games, has given up 84 in a win overtime win over Ohio State. 76 in a win over Michigan, a four-point win over a not-good Michigan team. 76 uh, in a loss to Pittsburgh, and last night 79 to a Wake Forest team that had had trouble scoring um, throughout most of this season. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, they didn't have trouble score. They didn't have trouble scoring last night. No, they did not. They did, and they scored 81 in a win over Duke as well. So, you know, Wake Forest. Uh, I thought coming into this week with uh, Syracuse and Wake Forest on the schedule at home, Louisville had a good chance to win one of those two games. I, you know, they, they had their chance the other night. I don't know if they're going to have a chance on Saturday. Well, you can't start off the game down 14-2 to two and 16-5 to five or whatever it was. You, you, you know, that, that ends up biting you at the well, end you of the can't, game. You can't make four out of ten free throws either. That was my next. That was my next comment. You can't make four out of ten. Uh, you can't. You can't just throw the ball away and be willy nilly with the ball. Unforced turnovers. In the unforced first turnovers. Just unforced. Absolutely. Yeah. Dribbling off yeah. your own foot, throwing it behind a, a teammate that's not even guarded and out of bounds. I mean, uh, some of these turnovers, you just you just say, why? What? What? What happened here? It's it's just a lack of focus. Now, the energy, well, I, I thought, it, I, Ed, I, I was there. I thought the energy from the crowd, a very small crowd again, but the energy was good. I thought the energy on the floor and effort was good. But some of these turnovers they have are just unbelievably head-scratching. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I just think that uh, uh, it's, <laughs> it, 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 like I said, the over-under is five, and I still – I still believe that is as in wins, <laughs> and we're two right now, and uh, yeah. time's running out to get, get bet, more in five. If you want me to go over, you better make it four and a half. And I'm not going over <laughs> five. I can tell you that. Uh, last thing before I let you go, uh, what do you make of uh, Mr. Petrino? Any not comments? Surprised. Any comments on Bobby? Well, I think I think he goes to Texas A&M. You know they. Uh, you know, win a few more games. Their offense gets to uh, 
cranking, and somebody out there, somebody will take him and all the baggage that goes with him, and he'll he'll go out and he'll 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 win some games because offensively, he he, I don't want to say well I'll say it he, you, he's an offensive genius. Do you think he'll uh, be a, a power five head coach again? I don't think there's any doubt. Really, he'll be a far, 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 power five coach. I mean, I know, I'm, I'm, because, I'm I'm sure that's the goal. There are not many coaches out there that that are offensively talented like he is. Now, if he gets himself a good defensive coordinator, uh, you know, he could really make some strides somewhere. It just depends on where he goes and how he approaches it. Uh, he can't get 14 relatives on a staff and all of them say, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. You, you, you can't do that. That that hurt him uh, uh, when he was at, at Louisville the second go around. I know he had some problems, his father passing away and all, but uh, yeah, people people forgive in this day and time, and uh, he'll, he'll, he'll latch on somewhere. Hey, real quick, did, what happened to uh, uh, the uh, uh, what happened to uh, uh, Williamson with the uh, uh, Pelicans? Did he he's hurt again? Yeah, he's got a hamstring problem. Uh, three weeks or so is what they're projecting here. How how much do you think that he weighs? Uh, he's lost weight, actually. He is he is trimmed oh, really? down since uh, you know that injury last season. It looked like when he was hurt last year. I feel like those Cheeto commercials he did. He was actually eating full <laughs> bags of Cheetos uh, because I, I don't think. And look, you got a bad foot. It's hard to work out. I get that, uh, but I think he's been on a regimen now where he's he's trimmed down. He's looking good. He's play. He was playing great before the injury. New Orleans is playing great. They're one of the up-and-coming young teams in the NBA, but hopefully he'll be back. I've said this forever, when you're that big and you're jumping that high and coming down with that kind of force, that's hard on your body. It's hard on your lower half, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially at that size. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Ed, thank you. i got to get to a break. And what, I'll what, see, what, I'll other, see. What, what other quick thing? Do we Donovan, have time, Mitchell, Scooter? Do we have time for one other thing? Sure. Send right. me right. one point. 71 points for uh, – and I watched a little bit of the Cavs game between the others last night. Oh, Donovan, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Mitchell is uh, – he's he's the real deal, man. Well, thanks for the call, Ed. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. The Cavaliers, by the way, beat Phoenix 90-88 to last night. So, Donovan Mitchell didn't have 71 last night. He did hit a big three late in the game. Uh, He did have nine assists, including an assist – to Evan Mobley on the game winner because I was watching the game. But Donovan was 6 of 20 from the field last night, uh, 3 of 12 from 3. Yikes. 20 points, did have, like I said, 6 rebounds, 9 assists, and they won the game. So I guess don't you love it when the coach and when the guy says, well, you know, it's all that matters, we won the game. Yep. Is that all that mattered when you put up 71 and, and uh, 11 assists? They won that game too. They did win that game. But is that all that matters? Let's take a break. By the way, Ed meant Jack Plummer, not Plumley, coming in to help the Cardinal <laughs> quarterback stuff. Uh, not off to a great start for 2023 Caller of the Year. No kidding. Had a couple of, couple of mistakes there. We'll, we'll, we'll call him out tomorrow. Coming up, we'll talk more about the new offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. I guess baggage just doesn't matter. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.
Welcome back to Spears on Sports. Presented by Eminem Cardi's John Spears in studio. Eminem Cardi's hotline open, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text into the show at 414-1450. I just checked the Pelicans' official website. Zion Williamson is listed at 66284. Now, I'm going to be fair here. I haven't seen 284 since seventh grade, but that's big. That is big. Ah, Ed also texted me. He wants to know if the 90-team NCAA tournament would be a good idea. No. No. We got too many now. Let's go back to 64. Why do we need games on Tuesday and Wednesday in Dayton, Ohio? I don't understand why we need that. All right, people don't change. People don't change. I will say that. I'm a grumpy old man. I'm going to be a grumpy old man 20 years from now, Lord willing. I was a grumpy old man 10 years ago. I was a grumpy middle-aged man 20 years ago. People don't change. Bobby Petrino's not going to change. This is becoming the perfect staff because you got Jimbo Fisher, whom I hate, Bobby Petrino, who should garner no respect in the football world, at least as far as a person is concerned, and DJ Durkin, who got fired at Maryland, and we all know why. He's the defense coordinator. It's the perfect staff. Bobby Petrino was at UNLV for a cup of coffee. Remember, he took the offense coordinator job at UNLV. He was going to be Barry Odom's O.C., that's a nice meeting to go in uh, uh, less than a month later and say, uh, you know what, I'm going to go join Jimbo. Oh, I didn't even put that together. That college he got that job this year. Yes. He was Missouri State's head coach. And now he says, uh, thanks a lot, Rebels, but uh, got to go. I wonder if he just left a note in the athletic director and coach's offices. That's what he did when he left Louisville. He left a note on the locker at 3 in the morning to all his players. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. I know this guy loves him some Bobby Petrino. Tony Burke on the hotline. Hello, Tony. Hey, John. I know I was in there yesterday, but this is just <laughs> You can call any time. Maybe you can be caller yeah. of the year this year. So. Okay, maybe. It's uh, early. Maybe I'll just, uh, every, time, every time Buzz uh, calls, I'll have uh, Scooter call me, and then I'll, I'll cut in. There you go. Uh, but you know what? Going back to this, how what is they? Jimbo Fisher said that he was going to have some input on the play calling. How is how is Jimbo Fisher and when he tells Bobby Petrino, "Hey, I want to do this." What's Bobby <laughs> Petrino going to do? How do they coexist? Is the question right? Yeah, there, there's no way because as soon as something goes wrong, they're going to blame each other. Jimbo's got that contract that is ridiculous. He doesn't win last year, so he's desperate. Very he's desperate. going out and grabbing people. And and Bobby Petrino, just what you said, UNLV, three weeks later, he takes another offensive coordinator job, not a head coaching job, another offensive coordinator. Yep. And, and everywhere he's been, everything he's did, Mike Zimmer, the old coach of the Minnesota Vikings, got up when he left the Falcons and just lambasted, lambasted yes, him on did. Television. These are people's families. These are people who did. The guy walks out of here, doesn't even talk to us. He leaves. And the stuff that happened in Arkansas, the stuff 
with the plane out at U of L. Tom Jury's going back and, and desperately trying to go back to Bobby Petrino. Why would anybody want this guy? And I know we had said the one thing. He's an offensive genius, but he's a terrible personality. He's a terrible person. And why would you want to deal with Bobby Petrino? Can he coach? He can coach. Because There's no doubt he can coach. Tony, if you can coach, baggage doesn't matter. Somebody. What you did at Arkansas didn't doesn't matter. Walking out on your players both at Louisville and with the Atlanta Falcons, and I guess now with UNLV, that doesn't matter. Can you coach? Because if you can coach, somebody is going to give you a job. And you mentioned the word desperate. Jimbo Fisher, after last after this past year's debacle in College Station, he's desperate. He's absolutely desperate. And I would I would have to say, but you know, he his ego is probably matched by Bobby Petrino. So you're right. I would love this is remember when Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin were yelling at each other on the Alabama sideline? Because Elaine Kiffin would be calling a play, and Nick Saban didn't like the play call, and he he would go right in front of everybody, in front of God and everybody. He's he's going to just dress down Lane Kiffin in the middle of the game. I could see this happening in College Station next year. And remember it's this too: <laughs> when Bobby Petrino was head coach 1.0 at Louisville, and he was great as a coach. Jeff Brom was his offense coordinator and quarterbacks coach. He didn't call any plays. He wasn't allowed to call any plays. Bobby Petrino called all the plays. And he's going to want to call all the plays at College Station, at Texas A&M. How's Jimbo Fisher going to handle that? Well, when they're playing a couple of easy non-conference games early, it's going to be fine. What's going to happen when they're playing Alabama and they get down 21 to nothing? Because – the offense can't get going. What's going to happen then? That's when I want to be watching. Yeah, they got to do it behind the scenes on Texas A&M this year. <laughs> but, and we all know the, end, the, the uh, end goal here for Bobby Petrino is to be a Division One Power 5 uh, head coach again. That's why you leave UNLV yeah. and go to Texas A&M. Because if yeah, you win, if you win, if your offense is really good, for, again – Baggage doesn't matter. Somebody that's desperate is going to come calling. You're exactly right, John, and it's it's going to be interesting. And just what you were saying, let's say they get down to a, a third down or fourth down call, and Petrino's got a call and say, I'm not saving. Jimbo goes, no, I want to run this. You think Bobby Petrino's going to be happy? Absolutely not. He's smarter than everybody else. He's smarter than everybody else is asking. He would, uh, he would tell you that. He would tell you, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no offensive coach that's smarter than I am. Not Lane Kiffin, not uh, Lincoln Riley. You can name any great offensive coach you wanted. Uh, Sean, Sean McVay. Nobody's smarter than Bobby Petrino in his mind. And I, and you know what? Maybe that's a good quality. I have a lot of confidence in my system and my play calling. Maybe that's a good quality. But there comes a time when, you know, I, I think your buddy told you a long time ago. Uh, a guy can beat up everybody along the way. Just uh, this guy's a tough guy. Can beat everybody up. Somewhere you're going to find somebody that's that's tougher than you. You might not think yeah, so. My dad told me. My dad told me that. You might not think so. You might beat up everybody in the neighborhood, but you're going to run into somebody who's going to be tougher than you. 
Bobby Petrino yeah. is ru- going to run into somebody that's a smarter offensive mind than him. It's just the way it is. And uh, if he doesn't get it done at Texas A&M, believe me, Jimbo and that contract, you're right, Tony. He'll fire him and get somebody else. Yep. Desperation does a lot of things to people. Oh, and, uh, I'm telling you. You know, you know, go get the old girlfriend back that doesn't like you just because you <laughs> – because you like her. Yeah, that's going to work. How's that going to work out in the long run? And, Same thing's going to happen. And I will still say this to my deathbed. The Bobby Petrino 2.0 at Louisville, when Tom Jurich got fired, he sabotaged that football program. They beat Indiana oh, State and I think Western Kentucky. They had two wins that year. And I don't think – I think he purposely called plays and coached to lose those football games to – uh, torpedo the program because his buddy who hired him twice got fired because of the scandal. I'll believe that. I've never heard that. I'll believe that forever. Yep. I don't disagree, John. There's too many bad things that go with him. But you know what? Like you said, desperation does a lot. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that in. Thank you, buddy. I, I had to call and talk to you about that. Tony, okay, Burke, great Tony Burke will join me tomorrow night. On 94.7 WFIA as St. X and Trinity take the court at the Knights Hall over at Bellarmine University. 7.30 tip-off will be on the air at 7.15. Thanks, man. Is he gone? He gone. Did you hang up on him? I did. That's okay. I thought you were done with him. Well, I am. I was. <laughs> I just wanted to do that promo, not for him, but for me. Because, you know, I'm going to be on the call tomorrow. He knows where he has to Trinity. be tomorrow Jeff night. Jeff in New Albany tomorrow night yeah. from uh, Johnson Arena on the campus of Jeffersonville High School, right here on the Big X tomorrow, 7.30. Matt Dennison will bring you that action. And, of course, tonight, Indiana and Iowa are here on the Big X. Big basketball weekend here uh, on the uh, network of Big X stations. Indiana and Iowa, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock pregame with Don Fisher. A lot of good games in terms of basketball. Yeah. Normally, Jeff, it doesn't get any nastier. Well, nasty's not. It doesn't get any more competitive over here in southern Indiana. Uh, and St. X Trinity tomorrow. Trinity's really, really good. Can the Tigers pull the upset? Do we throw the records out when these two teams get together, whether it's St. X Trinity or New Albany and Jeff? Throw the records out, right? Yeah, for sure. So I don't even have to announce what the records are uh, in the pregame? Right? That's up to you. Yeah, that is up to me. All right, we'll take a break. I'm going to go early here because uh, i got a lot still to talk about. The uh, System 4-0 last night. I'm going to keep bragging till it, till it loses. <laughs> Uh, no games in the system tonight. We'll preview Indiana and Iowa. Uh, also, Texas A&M basketball had an interesting thing happen last night. We'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Thursday. Eminem Cartage hotline open 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. You can also hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texter says, I agree with Tony. A former high school coach told me once he would not send any players to a Petrino coached team. Okay, well, all right. 
Texture says, John, enjoying the new Ed Peak segment on the show. Look, it's not new. <laughs> <laughs> they must be new. Yeah, I don't know where you've been, uh, but the Ed Peak segment has been up and running for quite a long time. Texture said, John and Tony, no one should ever get a lifetime contract, says the two guys who have broadcast St. X football for 30 years. I don't have a lifetime contract. I, I'm year to year, <laughs> but I think I'm so good that they just keep re-upping me. Lifetime contracts are not good. 12-year contracts are not good. Ask the Angels. 10-year contracts are not good. Ask the Chicago Cubs and with uh, Jason Hayward. You go after past five or six years, you're just asking for trouble. You are asking for trouble. All right, Indiana and Iowa tonight. In Iowa City, the Hawkeyes have lost uh, their last three, Eastern Illinois, Nebraska, and Penn State. Now, they did get Chris Murray back. I know Scooter's dying to jump in on this. He's not a big Chris Murray believer. No. Murray had 32 against Penn State last time out. He missed four games. He's been back for a couple of games now, so he is back in the lineup. Um, But (laughs) I keep going back to that Eastern Illinois loss. At home, 30-point favorites, biggest underdog to win out that you could not bet the money line on that game which tells you nobody including Vegas thought Eastern Illinois had any whimsical chance to win this basketball game and they did and I don't like Fran McCaffrey you say what you want I'm with you on that whether he's a good coach or not the way he acts uh like a when child the, when the cameras are on just rubs me the wrong way um Big question, of course, will Trace Jackson Davis play tonight? He did practice Monday uh, with contact for the first time in a long time. I certainly expect him to play. Jalen hood Shafino should be, if not 100%, really close right now. Uh, you're going to be missing Xavier Johnson for a while, but um, you're, you've already come to terms with that, I think. Yeah. Um, last year, Iowa won in Iowa City 83-74. to They beat Indiana, knocked them out of the Big Ten tournament 80-77. to Iowa's a point-and-a-half favorite here, Scooter. What should I do? I'm going Hoosiers. I mean, in, you're tell, Indiana's the better team out of these two. Now, with Chris, I would agree with that. With Chris Murray coming back, it, it muddies it up a little bit because he just is such a good player, no matter what I think about him. He, he will get his points tonight. But if if he doesn't get any help, yeah, I just I don't see a way that Indiana loses this game because I, I Trace is playing. Well, I think Vegas disagrees yeah, because they the 15th, know better than me. The 15th ranked team in the country is a one and a half point underdog mm-hmm. to uh, a team that lost Eastern Illinois. <laughs> I can tell you one thing: um, it's going to be a hell of a game. So it's crazy. I'm 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 leaning with you there. I, I money lined Indiana earlier, so I kind of think the Hoosiers win this game. The other interesting game tonight, in my opinion, is Purdue and Ohio State, Mm -hmm. Big Ten-wise, in Columbus. Ohio State is ranked 24th. Purdue coming off that loss at home to Rutgers now goes on the road. Ohio State, one-and-a-half point favorite there. That game is uh, on FS1 at 7 o'clock tonight before the uh, Indiana-Iowa game, which is also on FS1. Uh, Does Purdue bounce back? It's. I could literally just take everything I said about Indiana and take, say that about Purdue. I mean, it's if Bryce Sensa, if they can limit other people going off other than Sensa Ball, the freshman for Ohio State, I don't see any reason Purdue should lose this game. 
Uh, ESPN tonight, if you're looking for something late, 930, uh, the rivalry in the Pac-12, USC and UCLA. UCLA, 13-2. The Trojans are 11-4, but the Bruins are a 11-and-a-half-point favorite tonight at home. Uh, that's an ESPN game. There, I guess there's a reason they're 11-and-a-half. We don't have a system to go by? No, we have no system games tonight. I'm sorry. I apologize. The, on, the only home dog is San Francisco. Uh, against uh, ninth-ranked Gonzaga, 11 o'clock game. Gonzaga's 10.5, but that's not a power conference. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a power conference to fall inside the system. Do you, do you still that's lead That's why yesterday's College of Charleston game didn't count. They beat a bad North Carolina A&T team on the road, so that didn't count. Even Fresno's win over New Mexico uh, a couple of nights ago didn't count in the system uh, mm-hmm. because it's got to be power, one of the power six conferences. I have the Big East in there. Do you still lean San Francisco regardless? I do. do. Um, You know, the Dons. Look, Bill Russell's not playing. (laughs) I will say that. Darn it. But uh, San Francisco's eight and six, ten and a half. I I don't know. It feels like every year in conference, Gonzaga goes, what, 18 and 0, Mm -hmm. 17 and 1. They beat everybody 102 to 69, but they lose one or two games in conference, you know, 82 to 81. Or they win one or two games in conference, 82 to 81. Which games are those? At Pepperdine, at St. Mary's, you know, at San Francisco, at Santa Clara. I don't know which games are going to be the ones where they just don't show up to play. So Gonzaga is is tough. They're tough to handicap because if they win this game by 15, then the next game they're going to be a 13-point favorite. And then they win that game by 20, then they're going to be an 18-point favorite. And it just goes and goes and goes until all of a sudden you're betting them and you go, oh, man, what happened there? All of a sudden uh, my wallet's lighter. All right, good news out of Cincinnati today. Quote, unquote, from the doctors. This is according to the Buffalo Bills website. The doctors who are treating DeMar Hamlin say he has had, quote, remarkable improvement in the last 24 hours, unquote. Great to hear. That is wonderful to hear. Uh, the terminology also says that he, his, he is neurologically intact. I take that to mean a lack of brain damage. That's good news as well. He is still in critical condition. He is still heavily sedated. Uh, They're going to slowly bring him out of that sedation. But if his brain, if he's neurologically intact and the heart is back to where it's supposed to be, these are great signs. Mm -hmm. Uh, The family, his dad has come out and said a couple of things. Uh, The doctors are talking now. And this is what you expect after that incident. 48 to 72 hours, you expect an update. And that's where we're getting now. And that's great news. However... As I heard Nate Burleson say earlier today, the show must go on. I mean, this is the NFL. They're not going to stop playing games. They didn't stop playing when JFK got shot in 1963. Now, the commissioner at the time, Pete Rozelle, said that's the worst decision he ever made was to play the games on that following Sunday. said it was the biggest mistake he ever made as commissioner. Were you reporting for them? I was uh, born three days after <laughs> John F. Kennedy was shot. How about that? It's pretty cool. Stat of the day. Yeah. 
Um, so the NFL is going to go on here. In all likelihood, it appears now that there will not be a resumption of this Cincinnati-Buffalo game. That's the right call. It's not that important. Now, if you're a Buffalo Bill fan, you may believe uh, a little differently. You may say that is important. Even if you're a Bengals fan, you may say that that is important because the Bills are now going to be the number two seed in the AFC. If Kansas City wins in Las Vegas Saturday night, which we expect them to do, then Kansas City will lock up the number one seed. Had Buffalo beaten Cincinnati and beaten New England this weekend, they would have been the number one seed. But now we're going to have to go by win percentage, and this game between Buffalo and Cincinnati is going to be declared a no contest probably within the next 24 hours. And sometimes it just doesn't matter who gets home field advantage. And this is one of those few cases. It doesn't matter. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. I'm the Bengals. I'm pretty heated. And the Chiefs, by the way, have a history of losing at home uh, in the playoffs. That's true. So don't forget that. The Bengals, look, I I tell you who, the Ravens are a team here that is now going to play the Bengals Sunday with no chance to win the division. Had Buffalo beaten Cincinnati on Monday, then this Ravens-Bengals game would be for the division crown. Ravens are going to be a wild card. They have no chance now to win the division. And ironically, what could happen here, because Buffalo is going to be the two seed, the Bengals are likely going to be the three seed, we could, we're going to see Bills-Bengals in the divisional round. Now, if the Bengals win and the Bills lose at New England, which certainly is possible, you don't know the mental state of mind that most of these players are going to be in, the Patriots, by the way, are in a win-in-your-end scenario, so this game means everything to New England. If New England beats Buffalo and the Bengals take care of uh, a Lamarless Ravens team, then the divisional round game would be Buffalo at Cincinnati. So you'd have Crazy. two teams going back into the same stadium going, man, this is weird. This is weird. But that's, but that's okay. NFL, that's okay. by the way, does not have a Thursday night game. That's a bummer. Yeah, what are we watching tonight? I, I mean, Indiana, Indiana well, that's at 9 o'clock, though. That's true. What's, how are you going to get to then? I'll be asleep by then. <laughs> Purdue and Ohio State going to keep me awake? Maybe some NBA. Oh, is that a 7 o'clock game? That is a 7 o'clock. That's good. Uh, maybe some NBA. I'm going to the Bellarmine game tonight. Bellarmine, by the way, playing Queens University. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Until the last commercial break... I thought Queens University was in New York. <laughs> Queens, right? It's in New York. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Did you know that? Excuse oh, me. no. No shot. The nickname, and I, I found this out by looking up the nickname. The Queens University Royals. Rex the Royal is the uh, mascot. I can't wait to see Rex the Royal tonight. I hope he travels to road games. Bet not. Probably not, but I can hope. Uh, Queens University Royals from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, a new member in the Atlantic Sun, in town tonight at Freedom Hall, 6.30 if you're looking for something to do tonight. Come on out to Freedom Hall. Cheap ticket. Uh, You do have to pay $10 to park. 
But uh, cheap tickets there, and uh, you get to see an Atlantic Sun game. You get to watch the Bellarmine Knights, Scotty Davenport's team. They're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Bellarmine one and one in conference play. They lost to Liberty. They beat North Alabama on the road this weekend. So uh, looking forward to that tonight. So I will be awake when I get home to watch the uh, Indiana Iowa game. Let's hope. Yeah, yeah. Bellarmine doesn't put you to sleep. That's true. These are fun games to watch. I mean. If you want to watch a team execute their offense the way the coach wants them to, unlike Kentucky, go watch Bellarmine. And unlike Louisville, go watch Bellarmine. How about do they execute bringing their jerseys to the stadium? Texas A&M yesterday. <laughs> I was going to forget that. I'm glad I you know said you were. that. Texas A&M was in Gainesville last night to take on the Florida Gators, and they got a delay of game technical foul because they left their jerseys at the hotel. Now, Buzz Williams, I love. Good coach, has done did great things at Marquette, among other places. He's at Texas A&M now. By the way, they beat Florida in Gainesville last night, 66-63. But they were down one nothing before the game started because of a technical foul. They had to go back to the uh, – somebody had to rush back to the hotel and get the uniforms. I will give Buzz Williams a lot of credit here. He could have yelled and screamed about how his manager screwed things up. But Buzz Williams, who used to be a student manager back in the day, blamed himself. He said that they try to keep the jerseys from being wrinkled so they hang in his personal hotel room overnight, and he forgot to bring them. I love that. Yeah. Taking up for his guys. But I can imagine those student managers were, especially the one in charge of bringing the uniforms, were uh, a little concerned about uh, how many times they were going to have to run the arena stairs when they get back to College Station. Sure, they got a stern talk. Forgot the uniforms. Now they were going to wear the. Uh, they had the practice uniforms, and the players said, "Hey, eh, let's. We don't want to be down one to nothing here. Let's just wear the practice uniforms and." I think uh, the powers that be said, no, nah, no, nah, can't allow that. The numbers are too little. They're hard to see on TV. And I mean, it's one to nothing. It's, it's Well, what if you lose 66-65? That's, that's unfortunate. What if you go to overtime and lose? Yeah. Uh, but Texas A&M, Buzz Williams having a little it's, – it's, it's easier to have fun with it after you win the game. Yeah. I'm not sure how much fun the coach has if you lose the game. But Texas A&M – with a, a road win, Texas A&M's not good. This tells me where Florida is. And remember, Mike White left Florida to become the head coach at Georgia. That's, it was weird that, seeing that, him that on the sideline. That was side bizarre line. when it happened because when you think who's better, who's got a better basketball program, Florida or Georgia, you automatically say Florida mm -hmm. if you have to pick one or the other. And then Georgia beats Auburn last night. Yes, part of the system. <sighs> TCU, I don't know if you stayed up for this one. TCU 80, 88, Baylor 87 last night. In oh, wow. That, that Big 12, Kansas State scored 116 against Texas mm -hmm. the night before, 116-103, 88-87, seventh-ranked TCU, on the road, by the way, who is now 13-1, beat, beat 19th-ranked Baylor who's now 10-4. and four. Missouri had a big lead early. Beat Arkansas came back to beat them 74-68 in another uh, matchup of top 25 teams. Ed Peak, 
You don't just get one segment tomorrow. You get a whole hour of Ed Peak. He'll join me in studio. Talk to you then. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X.